It's time for Thriller Thursdays here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. The Saga of the European King, Chapter 12. A quick descent into hell. Denmark was a mess. The ex-queen's Irish hordes had trampled, smashed and knocked down everything in their path to her parents' house, and Colonel Glowfist's magical rampage had blighted the country for miles around. Its police station district was rubble, its castle cities were shrapnel, and bits of its licensed pirate boats were all mixed in with the polypockets. That was fortunate, however, for the ex-queen. What regard she had for her former home was buried beneath piles and piles of vengeance, and it meant that there was plenty of raw materials for building a rocket ship. St. Artelus, how long is this going to take? Not long, my queen. We've done the tricky part with the hinges. Now we're on to stage 49, assembling the first wing. After that, it's on to the thrusters. Keep them moving. We don't have much distraction time left. Now that Glowfist has quietened down, they'll be roving out to find us. Well, there isn't an Iron Lord or Lady alive who wouldn't like to cut the Colonel from chin to crotch. Oh, and what a sweet day it would be if I had the bones of an Archmage to build into a church's walls. You're going to have to put such thoughts aside. You can't assume that you're going to beat them. They'll always whip out some kind of amulet or little bangle that will pull them back from the brink. It's been very expensive just to knock them off balance. We'll press that advantage while we have it. Keep ahead of them and take what we came for. I'll remember what you taught us, my queen. The knives of Ireland sharpen on your wetted wisdom. Fewer icky compliments and more rocket ships, please. Elsewhere in scattered Denmark, Colonel Glowfist, the most hated man in Ireland, had just come back to life. (laughs) Wakey, wakey. Sunny shine, Mr Glowfist. Shut up! Where am I? You're on the back of a little wagon being pulled towards the gates of hell. Max, don't. He's been through an ordeal. I was rocking out all night. They loved me. I was gold. I was electricity. Now I'm fat and I feel terrible. Don't worry, you said you'd do some reps. You'll be thin and pert again in no time at all. Did you say we're going to hell? See, I told you not to tell him until he'd had breakfast. You know how much he hates hell. I just hate the people. They're the worst kind. You'll have to put up with the damned, Colonel. We have to go there to take a shortcut. How does that one work exactly? I was on the committee that revised the network of hell gates, you see. I know how they all link up. The gate at Herning is very nearby to the gate back out to Brussels. We'll beat that slutty little ex-queen there with time to spare. Could the king come back? No, not yet. We'll ashes and Sally's bodies to Gappy. They're back there somewhere. Ooh. Ooh, it's not a good idea to look behind you when you're on this beast. If you're not trained to stare into infinity, then you should leave it well enough alone. Hell was a place beneath Europe where people went if they died permanently and in a state in which they did not love the king. The food was lousy and it was always humid, and demons lived there. They had to live there and nowhere else because nobody who could vote would tolerate a demon living in their backyard. The only other way to get into hell was to stroll in through one of the gates that were kept open as part of a broader adventurer training scheme. Gates to parts of hell where pushover demons lived were situated close to population centres, where they could be reached by young boys with a destiny or with a lost love or something like that. Gates leading to progressively more badass demons were to be found further and further into the wilds to serve those with the really good destinies or with a love who probably didn't want to be found. 
The boss of hell was the devil, who was several demons stood on top of each other wearing a big coat. He had a lot of jobs, but perhaps the most important one was to greet people who'd wandered in through the gates and to scare them into loving the king a little harder. Welcome to eternal damnation. Pleased to meet you again, Mr. Devil, and from one part of the kingdom... Your words don't matter. You belong to me now. Hey, we're not punchers. The the worst part will be how shamefully erotic you will find our darkest tortures. You're not the best listener. Devil, it's me, Colonel Glowfist, the Archmage. (laughs) Do not impersonate greatness. Fat little caterpillar! Well, why don't I show you my idea? Oh no, Colonel, don't. It's okay, Father. I've put in a bit of weight, evidently, and should present an official document bearing my likeness. Would you accept my license to kick ass? Why, yes, that's all! And then Colonel Glowfist beat up the devil. That's the end of chapter 12. Hello, I'm John Bell of Bells in the Bat Free. It's a comedy podcast. Fridays and every other Sunday. Well, anyway, back in episode 5 of Bells in the Bat Free, we introduced the cowlets, tiny little cows. Where did all these cats come from? They're not cats, they're cows, and they're heading toward the water cooler. Stop it before... Now you can display your love of these tiny cows with genuine cowlet t-shirts. You know what's really fun to do with these shirts? Get a whole bunch of people to buy them. Then you all gather together and run down the street. People will see these cowlets coming toward them and think it's a stampede. You think that would really work, Brad? Shh, I'm pushing for bulk sales here. You can also get cowlet mugs, clocks, and other items. Just go to thebatfree.com and click on shop. This is a limited time offer. No, it's not. You just do not understand advertising, do you? Get your merchandise today with the official Cowlet design created by Jeff Music. Buying lots of them would bring music to my ears. Oh, stop.